0: Hi there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 313, 10 questions for the start of the summer. So once May hits, I think it already, it kind of feels like August is right around the corner because time is weird, right? Everyone likely feels the urgency of the season in different ways. You could be excited to have a break, right? You don't wanna miss it. You don't wanna miss the summer. You have kids and they're home, either from you know regular school or maybe even college. And so there's like excitement, but maybe like a little bit of urgency there too. You might have a job. A lot of us still have those in the summer and you're figuring out how to keep doing that job when everything else around you seems to shift. You might live in a place that gets really, really hot and you're kind of dreading the management of that and about 17,000 other things, likely all at once. So instead of drowning in the overwhelm of this giant approaching season, let's make it smaller by asking a handful of questions where just one, one question could adjust your thinking in a really helpful way. And don't forget that we will include all 10 questions in the next latest Lazy Listens email. So if you would rather not, you know, like take notes right now and you just want to answer one or two that stand out, that email will go out next Friday and it will have all the questions included for you. There is a link to sign up in the show notes or you could go to com slash listens to get that email. It's like a It's like a robust recap of a couple weeks of podcast episodes and extras and all that. It's a great email. Okay. Let's jump in with our questions. First question for the start of the summer. What are you most excited about? This could be anything, an experience, a trip, um, having space in your schedule, a person you get to see, a tradition, just the general vibe of summer itself. But name what you're most excited about. Saying it will help you prioritize it. Unfortunately, we tend to assume that because something matters, it'll automatically happen. And sometimes that's true, but not always. And what we want to avoid here is getting deep into the summer without having done the thing you're most excited about. Naming it helps you prioritize it. It tells you, oh, I am so excited about this thing. I need to make sure it happens. And also, I'm going to look forward to this thing and enjoy the anticipation of it because I'm so excited. It's kind of like an anchor. If you prioritize the thing you're most excited about, your season is going to feel more rooted in what matters because it is. And speaking of what matters, this question isn't quite as intense as when I forced you um, to ask what matters most and make you give just one answer. You know, I enjoy doing that. You can be excited about more than one thing. You probably will be. So prioritize all those things, okay? Now, if you live with other people or you're gonna spend a lot of your summer with other people, ask them this question too. In my family of five, if we all name individually the things that we're excited about the most and the focus on those things, we're gonna have a great summer, Right? Okay, so that's question one. What are you most excited about? Question number two, what are you already exhausted thinking about? This is like the opposite of question one, but the point of this question is not to be a Debbie Downer about your season. It's bringing into the light the thing that's swirling around in your head in the darkness and distracting you from the things that matter. So what are you already exhausted thinking about? I have two responses to that answer. One is, is there a way for you to apply the magic question to that thing? The magic question is, what can I do now to make something easier later? What can you do now to make that thing you're exhausted thinking about easier later? How can you lessen the exhaustion? And then the, the second response to your answer is to note if your exhaustion is justified. Not that it's not real. We get stressed out about stuff and worried about stuff. And that's normal. That's very real. But we all know, we all know that we can spin out in our heads about something we're worried about to an extreme level. Or maybe not even extreme. Maybe just like a slightly unhealthy level. It's like, if we just tick this, you know, two notches to the left, it'll be a little bit better. Or maybe our exhaustion in thinking about this thing is actually covering up something like our like spinning out is covering up something that's maybe deeper than whatever it is we're exhausted thinking about. For example, I am already exhausted thinking about how to do my job while my kids are home this summer and not yet knowing when my husband is going to be off because he's a school counselor. And so he gets some of the summer off, but we don't know exactly when. And then I also don't know when my babysitter can babysit. I would love to have work days carved out and childcare on the calendar today. I would love that. But because I don't have that, and because that's kind of a big deal, and because I don't know when it's gonna come, when, I don't know when Cause is gonna know when he's gonna be home in the summer. I don't know when I'm gonna know when my babysitter's available. I'm already exhausted thinking about figuring it out, but why? Why am I exhausted by this? You can ask yourself the same question about your thing. Why am I so exhausted about this? It's because for me, I like having things planned. I like having things done. It feels secure. But one of my superpowers is solving problems and pivoting well in the moment. I am really good at that. I'm really good at being present. If you're an Enneagram person, ones, Enneagram ones, which I am, are oriented to the present, not to the past or the future, to the present. But sometimes if I get stressed out, I spend my present planning for the future so that that present is better than I think it could be. And that is not necessary. I can solve my child care problems right around when I need the child care. I don't have to do it now for it to be done. I don't have to let that exhaust me because it's undone. Things can be undone without undoing me, right? So ask yourself not just what you're already exhausted by, but why? You could do something now to help that thing be easier later, and you can also name how deeply that exhaustion is justified. Maybe you can release it a little as you practically solve the problem. Maybe the thing that's stressing you out is something you can let go. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com lazygenius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Day, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone, and Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit OliveandJune.com/lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com/lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious, bold flavors and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com genius. Go to chomps.com genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's chomp slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. All right, question number three. What are the top three things on your summer bucket list this year? Now, there are two important factors to this question. One is I want you to ask the people you're spending your summer with this question too. It is important because everybody has a different list. Everybody has different things that they really love to do and all of those voices should be heard. So that's one reason this question is important. It's not just what you wanna do, it's what the people who are involved in your life and live in your house maybe also wanna do. And the second thing about this question is that it's different than what you're excited about. You're likely excited about things that you know will happen. A vacation you've already planned. A tradition that exists already without a lot of effort. The sun is gonna shine hot if you love the hot sun, no matter what you do, right? The thing you're excited about is anticipation of like pretty sure, a pretty sure thing. You know, it's mostly a sure thing. A bucket list is not a sure thing it's likely something you have to make an effort to do. You have to name it. You have to plan it. You have to schedule it so you can do it, right? You can also use a different term than bucket list if you want. A bucket list does present us with our mortality pretty brutally. You know, these are the things I want to do before I kick the bucket, which is also kind of a brutal phrase. Like, I don't know. Also to me, a bucket list feels more intense. Um, Maybe it doesn't to you, but it does to me. In fact, I had a conversation with Jamie B. Golden from the podcast a couple of weeks ago when I was staying with her about bucket lists. She just asked me, we were breakfast, and she asked me what was on mine. And I was like, "Um, I don't really do bucket lists. They're too much pressure. And I'm too disappointed if they don't happen. And she was really surprised by that answer because it was so different from her answer. She does not see a bucket list as a to do list or as a list of potential disappointments if something doesn't happen. I kind of do. Bucket lists as a concept, as a phrase, when I hear it, like what happens to me, it's embedded in my brain is that a bucket list is something that is high stakes. And I don't like high stakes. I do high stakes easily enough on my own, I don't need extra. But I do like thinking about things that would be really fun to do and trying to make them happen. Some of you would say that's a bucket list. For me, it feels different. I think removing the pressure of having something to do and making sure it happens, that helps me. Taking away the pressure helps me. And for some reason asking about a bucket list for a single season, or even just changing the name entirely and just saying just a list, it feels lower stakes. You know, I'm not going to say, man, I would really love to take my family to London this summer. That's not something Kendra's going to do on a whim. You know, that's a lifetime trip bucket list thing that I actually do want to do. And I have it written down so that I can think about you know, the best span of years to do it and make a plan. But looking at a singular season that's right in front of me, that's shorter and smaller, that is much easier to dream about. It's easier to make a list for right now. And I can probably make those things happen, but it feels lower stakes, okay? So that is the point of this question. That's what this question does. It helps you name right now the things you'd really, really like to do before the summer is over. Naming them now in May helps pl- helps you plan for them later, right? Put them on the calendar, prioritize them. Bucket list items don't just happen. You have to make them happen. And that's why we're asking the question. So you have time to make them happen. All right, so that's question three. Question four, what outfit makes you feel good in the summer? This is not relevant to everyone, but it could be super relevant to a lot of you. I want you to go ahead and name Your summer uniform, y'all, maybe getting dressed in the summer like super stresses you out. So asking this question now and asking it in this way, what outfit makes you feel good in the summer? You know, you love wearing long linen overalls and a tank top. You wear the comfiest pair of jean shorts and a solid colored t-shirt. You love a strappy maxi dress. You love leggings and a tank top and a kimono, okay? Pick your summer uniform that makes you feel good and wear it as often as possible. Don't feel weird If you repeat it, don't think it's bad to buy the same pair of comfy shorts in the same colors. You don't have to wait for the laundry. You know what I'm saying? If that helps you, do it. Now, it might not matter to you, but I think for a lot of you, it kind of will. So ask it now. What outfit makes you feel good in the summer and see if you can turn it into a summer uniform? All right, question five. What are your favorite summer sounds and smells? You can add tastes and touch and sights too, you know, but I think that sounds and smells are kind of like, they're closer to the marrow, you know, they just really transform things in beautiful ways that are actually doable, right? Like smells and sounds you can make happen. If you love the sound of crickets chirping on a summer night and you have named that, you'll just love going outside, sitting on your stoop because you like to hear that sound. You've named that you like that sound and you can easily engage in it because you know it's there. Or you love the smell of chlorine at the pool and you'll just stop and take it in because it matters. That adds, that enhances your summer experience when you name, man, I love the way the pool smells. And you just for a second smell it when you walk into the pool. It's like, this is so great. And then you have a smile on your face for whatever reason, you know, and then you just keep going. Or you love a citrus candle that you burn on purpose. You love the sound of kids playing in a sprinkler. And that knowledge, I like this example, because that knowledge will help motivate you to actually pull out the sprinkler when the kids ask, because you cannot get the sound of kids playing in a sprinkler without the sprinkler. So what are your favorite sounds and smells? Name them so you'll either notice them or create them. Okay, question six. What summer events need to be made smaller. There are likely things on your bucket list or your to-do list or just your general life list that are too big right now. And that might be why the summer feels overwhelming. For example, there have been many times in my professional life where I wrote down on my brain dump list write the book. Cuz I've written two books. Um guys, that is too big. That is too big. It is overwhelming. Writing a book is a huge task. It takes a long time, it's a lot of steps. It does not serve anyone to remain on the to-do list as write the book. That's just not a thing. So you might have something similar on your list or in your brain that needs to be made smaller. So that's question six. What summer events need to be made smaller? And now you can make a plan now for how you'll break it down, right? Right? You could do it in your notes app. You can do it on a scrap of paper. Maybe you're like, I'm gonna have a conversation with a partner or a friend involved in that thing. Like if one of your summer items is redo Peggy's room, that's too big. That for sure needs to be broken down or it will stay wildly overwhelming and it might not even get done because of how many pieces are involved and you don't know where to begin. So make your big summer stuff smaller. What needs to be broken down? And then sometimes that process, it shows you that like, oh, wait, I have too many big things. I am too ambitious in this season. Because when you see all the small pieces and how much you know time and energy and money they're gonna take, you realize like, oh, this thing needs to probably wait until next summer. Or I need help with this thing. I cannot do this thing on my own. This is too many things, right? So break down your big summer things now so you'll see what can actually happen. This special segment is presented by KFC and Acast Creative. KFC chicken nuggets have made their debut and they truly are the perfect chicken nugget. Each one is hand breaded with KFC's original recipe and absolutely packed with flavor. So basically what I'm saying is KFC took all the magic that is a bucket of chicken and packed it into one amazing chicken nugget. So to celebrate, I thought it would be cool to introduce you to uh, one of the special nuggets in my life. Ben. Ben is here to share a really special highlight of our week as we catch up over KFC. Hello, Ben. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. And this, FYI, people, this is not my first time here.
0: You're right. You've already been on the show.
1: Yeah. With my my two siblings, Sam and Annie.
0: That's right. You'll see
1: them in future episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're a good marketer. It's really good. You're welcome.
0: All right. So we had something very exciting happen this weekend would you like to tell everyone what happened
1: so while my mom was away in birmingham was in like alabama
0: that's correct birmingham alabama i was away
1: at a party our my nana ended up getting a dog
0: your nana ended up getting a dog
1: yeah a puppy do you know um do you remember the kind of puppy no
0: i think it's a cavapoo
1: uh, yeah i think so what's the puppy's name uh poppy the puppy poppy the puppy (laughs) (laughs) great name it's such a good name um we don't
0: have any pets why do you think that is man
1: because my brother's allergic and and you guys are literally terrified of any every other pet like snakes reptile like any kind of reptile
0: that's fair i am terrified of all the other reptiles
1: and people and you guys will probably think amphibians are disgusting based on their slimy skin
0: Yeah, anything that's, like, doesn't have fur, I'm just not into. I don't like it.
1: Unless we get a dog that's hyperallergenic.
0: Right, which is what Nana got. Nana got a hypoallergenic dog
1: so that it would be easier for Sam. And fish, Sam thinks are boring. That's right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's paint a picture. Ready? We'll tell the story. So you guys pick me up from the airport. Yeah. And we get home. And who is sitting on our porch when we get home? Nana. Nana, which is... Not unusual. Nana visits a lot, right? Yeah. But when we so we're just like, oh look, Nana's here. And we all turn the corner to the porch.
1: And there's a puppy. (laughs) There's a puppy.
0: The can you describe Poppy for everyone?
1: Poppy has like a few little orange spots.
0: It's it's uh the it's mostly white. Yeah. Poppy's mostly white.
1: But a few like orangey golden-ish spots. Yeah, like
0: on her ears kind of. Her yeah. ears and her face, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And when, and she's, do you remember
0: how old Nana said she was?
1: She was like a baby or something. I think she was like a few weeks old. I
0: mean, super tiny puppy. Tell, can you share what it was like when Poppy would chase you in the yard?
1: She would basically just follow around and sometimes would trip and fall face first into the grass. It was so funny It's so cute.
0: Cause she was like not used to running on her legs and our grass is kind of long. It's like lush. And so she couldn't quite get her footing. It was so cute. It was so cute. Does having Poppy around make you want a pet more? Or are you like, what is it? What what do you feel about Poppy being around?
1: I feel like all I know is that Poppy is, I, that she's going to brighten up if I, she's definitely going to brighten me up if I have a rough day tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's like an immediate mood booster. Definitely. Yeah, she's so cute. Do you know that you are an immediate mood booster for me, Ben? Thank you. You really are. You're just a great kid. It's fun to be around you. Well, thank you so much for um telling everyone the story. And um it's fun to talk about puppies and eat chicken nuggets. So thank you for listening to this weekly nugget brought to you in partnership with KFC and Acast creative. If you're looking to bring a little flavor to bonding time with the kiddos in your life, run, don't walk to the nearest KFC and try the new Kentucky fried chicken nuggets with 100% white meat, perfectly hand breaded with KFC's original recipe. I promise you've never had nuggets like these prices and participation may vary. Okay. Question seven. What house rule worked well last summer that you want to use again this summer? Set house rules. That is, uh, it's one of the 13 Lazy Genius principles in my book, The Lazy Genius Way, and one that I really love in its practicality. A house rule is kind of what it sounds like. It's a rule that the whole house knows and it puts things in place to run smoothly. Now, I like putting house rules in front of situations that tend to get out of hand, either logistically or emotionally. Uh, if wet towels on the floor after the pool, if it makes me a crazy person inside, um, which it does, a great house rule for us in our house is to have everybody hang your pool towels on the pool towel rack when you get home. Our dining room, it becomes our uh, kind of like pool recovery room in the summertime and there's a rack that's always out. And so that's what we do is we hang our towels on the rack. Speaking of summer, there is uh, my neighbor's doing yard work right now and I'm on a deadline for this episode. So I'm really sorry. If you can hear a weed eater, uh, we have no choice. We're pivoting, right? It's all fine. All right. Now, this question comes up a lot when it comes to house rules. Uh, What happens when the people in the house don't follow the rule? (laughs) It's the age old question, right? Now, uh, this might not resonate with you, but I'm going to share how this works for me. To me, a house rule is not there for everyone to follow at all times with their own hands and arms and words and actions. I honestly don't fully expect my kids, for example, to remember to hang up their wet towels every single time we come home from the pool. But by making that a house rule and sharing it with them as such, it's like it takes the pressure off of me to be the bad guy or the nagger, or to get frustrated that I'm the one always hanging up the towels or reminding people to hang up the towels. It's like the house rule is a partner. The rule shares the load. And I'm following the house rule just like I hope everyone else does. But I can follow it too. I can remind a kid who dropped their towel on the floor, hey, remember house rule, towels go on the rack when we get home. I'll hang it up for you. But remember, that's where the towels go. Like I'm hanging up the towel, which might feel in conflict with the point of the rule for some of you. But for me, it's not. The house rule is communal. It transcends one person. It involves our home. It's like, I mean, I feel a little nuts right now saying this, but it's like the house itself is like also partially responsible. We're all in it together. And when that's the posture, it's, it's harder to get mad at somebody for not hanging up the towel. I'm not saying I don't, but it's harder to get mad. And it's easier to ask them to do it, to remind the kid to hang up their towel. Hey, house rule, hang up your towel, please. That's so different than I am so tired of asking you every time, hang up your towel, hang up your towel. You know, like a house rule makes it so I'm not frustrated by having to repeat the expectation. I don't mind repeating it. How many times have you committed to something and then forgotten? Like how great would it be if someone was around to remind you of the thing that you committed to, right? That would be so great. So that's what we're kind of doing with house rules. A kid will remember and then forget and then remember again. Set the rule, but don't expect to never say it again. In fact, expect to say it almost every day, but you're separate from it somehow. It's a house rule. Not a mom rule or a dad rule or a grandma rule or a kid rule or a singular person rule. It's a house rule everyone follows it. Okay, so back to the question, what is a house rule that worked well last summer that you'd like to do again? Or what is a house rule that you need a new one? I asked the first question first, because sometimes we do things that work. And we forget about them when the season rolls around again, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, look back, did something work really well last year? Try it again. It doesn't have to work great this year. But you could give it a try. And then this transitions really well into question eight, uh, which will be much shorter because we just kind of broke it down with a house rule. What was something you decided once last summer that would be helpful again this summer? Decide once is another one of the 13 lazy genius principles and it's many people's favorite of the 13 principles. It is a decision you make one time about one thing and then you just keep doing that thing until it doesn't work anymore. Now it is different than a house rule in that you don't, have to remind people to get on board. You don't even have to tell them what you decided. They don't have to know that you decided once that you say yes to pool snack bar requests on Tuesdays and Fridays and no on every other day. I mean, you can tell them, but they don't have to know. They don't have to know that you decided once to pick up fast food on the way to every swim meet. They don't have to know that you decided once to meal plan based on your Saturday farmer's market trip. They don't have to know that that you decide to wear a dress on Wednesdays? You see the difference? Decide once is a decision. A house rule is a collective commitment. So what is a decision you made last summer that served you well that you might want to repeat? You could also name a new way to decide once, you know, that would be helpful based on the season. And remember, the key to deciding once is that you make one decision, one time, about one thing until that thing doesn't work anymore. If it stops working, change your decision. You're allowed to change your mind. Expect to change your mind. Not everything works for every person in every season. So be flexible when something doesn't. We'll be right back. All right, question nine. What household task will you be least motivated to do this summer name it now so that you can make a choice on how to approach that task okay so here's here's your basic order what household task will you be least motivated to do let's say it's cook you're like ugh, i hate cooking when the routine is so weird or when it's hot outside or you know whatever i hear you now your next step here is to make that thing smaller is that um are you not motivated to do meals because they're so big You know, so lazy genius, just dinner, or just breakfast, or just the meal decision making. See what I mean? You can be uh, the least motivated about laundry. But what in particular about laundry makes you feel unmotivated in the summer? Is it because of the swimsuits? You know, you don't know how often to wash them and you're annoyed at having, you know, brightly colored swim trunks hanging around your house. Get more specific with why that thing is what you'll be least motivated to do. Then name what matters most about that thing and apply a lazy genius principle or two to make it easier. So many lazy genius principles will be helpful in this process, and it depends on what you're unmotivated to do and why. But let's say it's the meal planning thing it's meal planning that's so hard to get momentum to do during the summer. You know, who wants to plan when you have your kids home? And everything is on a whim, right? Planning is the pits. So a way to make that simpler is to name that what matters is simplicity. You know, it's not a variety of ingredients or recipes. It's not taking advantage of summer produce. It's not eating at home. Maybe what matters most is simplicity. So you can use the principle batch it, not the other thing you hear when I say that, and plan the easiest dinners, over a two-week rotation, and then just repeat them. Will you eat a lot of takeout? Sure, maybe. Will you have a lot of cereal for dinner? Absolutely. My kids love those kinds of dinners. Will you eat at the pool or the park or your porch or just have a burger and no sides? Maybe, yeah. But if simplicity is the point in a task you're super unmotivated to do, make it as easy as possible. Remove friction. Friction comes in the form of complicated systems, guilt, uh, variation when repetition is totally fine, decision fatigue, expectation of following through with the plan to the letter instead of being flexible and pivoting when something isn't working right. Remove friction from the household task that you know you'll be the least motivated to do this summer. Do it now before you're in the season so you're better equipped to handle it. And finally, question 10, which is kind of two questions. At the end of the summer, what will you be so glad you did and what will you be so glad you didn't do? Now, this can be an event or an experience, but this can also be like a posture. You might be so glad you embraced things being spontaneous. You can be so glad you didn't obsess over your body in a swimsuit and that you just wore the swimsuit. And maybe you want to answer this question In both categories. You know, maybe there's a practical thing and a posture thing. So when you look back, what will you be so excited that you did and so excited that you embodied? And what will you be so glad that you didn't do and didn't embody? Now, your answers to this might be similar to question one, the thing you're most excited about, but you also might surprise yourself with a different answer. These answers. To all these questions, these answers are your clues, your buoys, your markers over the summer season that help you put stakes in the ground and plan the things that matter. Summer is awesome for a lot of you because it has low stakes. Like it just kind of floats by, super casual and easy, even though that's stressful in and of itself for a lot of people, like super casual and easy and floating by is like not everybody's jam. But listen, ease is different than complacency. You can be intentional about your summer with these questions and any other questions that these these spark. And your summer can feel at ease even more because it's ease that's rooted in what matters. If your summer goes by in a blur without intention, that's okay. You're not a bad person. But if you don't want that, If you want there to be a smidge more intention than the complacent go with the flow summer vibe where you just sort of let things happen, I think this question in particular will really help with that. So at the end of the summer, what will you be so glad you did? And what will you be so glad you didn't do? And those are 10 questions for the start of summer. Before we go, let's celebrate the lazy genius of the week. This week, it's Emily whose last name I do not know, but who I do know is from Beaver County, Pennsylvania. Emily writes this. Hi, Kendra. I am a fairly new listener, but I am working my way through the Lazy Genius Kitchen and love your podcast. Something I'm working on, which I think would follow the decide once and batching principles, is my summer survival car kit. I love taking my three young boys, seven, five, and two, out and about all summer, But the motivation to prepare a bag for the day really derails the fun. So this year, your podcast has inspired me to make a survival car kit. I have a giant plastic bin for my van and I'm loading it with an outfit change per kid, water shoes, a towel, plastic baggies for trash and wet clothes and dirty diapers, diapers, wipes, swim diapers, bottles of water, snacks, sunscreen, bug spray, and maybe a few treats. Now we can up and leave the house without the 15 minute mad dash to get all the necessities gathered. Your new fan, Emily. Emily, this is so good. This is like a bonus eleventh uh, question. What should be in your uh, summer survival car kit? <laughs> um, no matter your life stage or your summer plans, there's a decent chance that there are things you'd love to always have in your summer survival kit. Now, it could be a car kit, or if you use public transportation, it could be a kit that's just you know by the door, small, big, comprehensive. Uh, just for one type of activity, this idea could just really be a great thing for everybody's life. So I love this so much. I'm glad you shared it with us. Congratulations on being the lazy genius of the week. All right, one quick favor before we go we have a survey that we would love for you to fill out. I personally love filling out a survey because I love anything that's a list and multiple choice, but every single one of you has a voice in this space. We so deeply value your feedback and what you need and want from the Lazy Genius podcast, from books, from products, from social media, all of it. And we cannot get your feedback unless we ask for it and you answer. So if you could click the link in the show notes and fill out the survey, that would be amazing. It's real short. If what we're doing isn't working, we want to pivot well, and we want to serve you better. Your feedback means the world as we craft our intentions for this next year. So please check that link in the show notes. The survey was also linked in last week's newsletter. So if you got that, you can click there too. And finally, back to summer stuff. If you're like, man, these summer questions are so good, but I need a system for putting them into action and actually making a plan check out the Summer Docket in our digital store. It is a PDF. It's beautifully designed. It's, it's so fun. It's literally a guidebook to help you make your summer fun the way you want it to be. So you can answer these questions and then you can print out the Summer Docket. So many people have said that the docket helped them have the kind of summer that they dream of because their dreams have some place to go. So that link will also be in the show notes or you can go to the slash store to check out the summer docket. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I'm really excited about what your summers will look like based on this kind of thoughtfulness. It's really worthwhile work and I hope that you're excited about it. So until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, I'll see you next week. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair.